0: The Holy Gospel this Lord's Day is the gospel according to St Luke and we are in chapter 10. Glory to you, Lord. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to the lawyer, You have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, the lawyer asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road. And when he saw the wounded man, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw the wounded man, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to the wounded man and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day the Samaritan took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of this man, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers the lawyer said the one who showed him mercy jesus said go and do likewise it's the gospel of our lord to you, o Christ. you may be seated Well, good morning again and welcome. The sermon text today comes from this gospel lesson I just read, Luke chapter 10. It is a rather well-known story that Jesus told us, the one we call the parable of the Good Samaritan. Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied among you all in the knowledge of God and of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So a man is injured and lying there on the side of the road. In the story that Jesus tells us, first a priest and then a Levite walk by. And for the record, if Jesus was telling this story today, instead of priest and Levite, he would say, Pastor and church council president. Do you see the point? Do you understand who Jesus is looking at here? He's looking at us. But the Bible says priest and Levite, so we'll go with that. The priest and the Levite show up and they walk right on by. Oh, they see the injured man, all right. They understand it would be a good and godly thing to stop and to help. But they also understand it would be one huge ginormous hassle. And so they go on, pretending not to notice. The injured man is still there. He is still injured. He's still lying by the side of the road. Only now a Samaritan comes by. Samaritans back then were the sort of people looked down on by the rest of society. You know, immigrants from Mexico today, or Muslim refugees from Somalia. I read Facebook too, by the way, and I'm pretty sure what most people think of these folks. This is the person. This is the one. The Samaritan. The immigrant. The refugee. This is the one who actually stops to help. So, says Jesus, what does that say to you anyway? Anything? Now we call this man the Good Samaritan. Although if you look in the text and read it closely, you will notice that the word good is not actually used. We've added that word over the years. We are the ones who have chosen to tuck that word in and call him good, and and that's fine, it is. It's not a problem, but if we want to call this guy the good Samaritan, for heaven's sakes, what does that make the priest and the Levite? If the Samaritan is good, does that mean, therefore, these other two guys are wicked, bad, rotten, and awful? If the Samaritan is good, does that mean the priest is, therefore, Dr. Evil? <laughs> <laughs> the Levite would, therefore, have to be Mini-Me, I suppose. Is that who they are? If the Samaritan, to us, is good, then what is the adjective we might use to describe the other two guys? The ones who passed right on by and pretended not to notice. Not evil. The priest and the Levite were not evil or rotten or awful. Actually, it's worse than that. They were normal. That's it. That's all. The priest and the Levite were busy. They were distracted. They were cautious. They were reluctant. The priest and the Levite were locked in and caught up in their own little world and focused on their own little agenda. The priest and the Levite were not evil. They were typical. They were not evil. They were average, that's all. The priest and the Levite were simply normal, and they pretty much did what normal people normally do. Am I right? Time out for a brief digression. Many years ago, (laughs) many, many years ago, I was actually a young person with braces and a really, really bad haircut. And I was trying my best to safely make my way through junior high school. I hated junior high school, okay? Those were not always very happy days for yours truly here. And I remember praying with some real intensity, Lord, Lord, can I just be normal? Can I just fit in and and, and not be noticed by the other kids at school? Can I maybe slide through the day, or better yet, can I slide through the next five years? Can I slide by and blend in and just be normal somehow and not be noticed? It seems to me that nobody in junior high school really wants to be unusual or different somehow. Because there's a price to be paid for that everybody in junior high wants to blend in and slide by somehow and i get that i understand and for anybody out there who happens to currently be in junior high it's okay if you've ever felt this way and i have good news for you you're gonna be fine you belong to god god has given you what you need to be an absolutely outstanding adult it's true so hang in there Hassles do not last. You will be a success, I promise. But here's the point. We all want to be normal somehow back in junior high school. And that's understandable. That's okay. We still somehow want to be normal as adults. And you know, That's not okay. As adults, we still just want to blend in and slide by and simply be normal somehow. And I am sorry, folks, we are not called to that. We here are not called to be normal people. We here are called instead to be children of God. Please tell me you understand that there is a difference. Normal people don't notice. It's a hassle after all, getting involved and helping out. So normal people act like they don't notice the problems and pains of this world. Normal people shake their heads sadly and then turn the channel over to ESPN. Children of God notice. And children of God, stop and do the right thing. We stop and do the Christ-like thing, even if it costs us something personally. We will do the Christ-like thing, even if there's a price to be paid. Normal people are busy. They are distracted and cautious and reluctant. Normal people are caught up in their own little world and focused always and only on their own little agenda. Children of God are not. Children of God have been given a different agenda. We call it faith. We call it discipleship. We call it the kingdom of heaven. We as the children of God are privileged to live right here and now like we're in heaven. Even though, okay, we know we're still here on earth. And let me tell you, to live like you're in heaven even though you're still on earth is not exactly normal, now is it? But it's who we are and what we do through Jesus Christ, who died and rose again. Jesus Christ is and remains the one and only Son of the one and only God, the one who noticed us here on earth. He noticed our sin. He noticed our suffering. He saw that we were doomed to die and simply be forgotten, so he did something about it. Amazingly enough... Jesus left the throne room of heaven to come into our world and to enter into our lives. He came to cleanse and to heal, to forgive, to make new, to pay the price. He came to provide hope for today and for tomorrow. He came to promise us a place in the Father's house forever. He came to save. Didn't have to. Jesus didn't have to do any of this. A a more normal God might have left us to rot after all. The mess we made was of our own doing. Jesus didn't do what might be considered normal, He did what was loving. Jesus didn't do the normal, he did what was loving. He died for you, and on the third day rose again. And he calls you to the new life of the kingdom of heaven, starting now, lasting forever. Well, this is our message every week. But it seems to me really very important to preach this message today because back up at Good Hope at the 10 o'clock service, there are three children waiting to be baptized. As parents and grandparents, as sponsors, let me be plain. Your God-given task is not to raise normal kids. No, not at all. Normal kids sleep in on Sunday and fill their lives with travel leagues and smartphones and whatever else and Normal parents are okay with that We're not It's not who we are and it's not what we do We are not called simply to be normal and we are not called simply to raise normal kids We are called to be children of God and to raise our little ones to be children of God, too. We have an amazing God who has saved us by his amazing grace. So with his help, no more blending in and no more just being normal. With his help, let's be amazing. Let us and our children after us amaze this world by walking in the footsteps of our amazing Savior none other than Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen.